Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is where you are. Um, this is Those Heathens Over There with a uh, shit last minute or spur of the moment talk eight. Are we on eight? Is it seven? No, seven. Talk seven. seven. Hey, I'm losing. I'm losing track. Um, so before we do our intros, I just want to kind of talk about the fact that we had a couple of uh, followers say that um, they wanted us to come back to the list of topics that we had already kind of suggest because we didn't cover them. Um, so we're going to kind of go over some of the older topics that we did not actually get to mention. But for talk seven, this is Demarcus Black with... This is Victor Moan. I appreciate y'all tuning in. This is uh, Ms. Dirt Tree. I'm glad you guys could come back and join us. Hey, what's going on? This is DB. What are you doing with your voice right now? <laughs> Sometimes I'm whispering now you coming in with the deep voice. What is going on? Y'all, I'm trying... I'm, I'm trying to do my best, uh, Victor Moan. Yeah, you and DB and Victor Moan switching voices over here. This is too much. I, I guess, man. Y'all, y'all crazy. He came in all super deep. What is with his shirt on? With his shirt on, button. I was going. I was going for oil on the chest, sexy voice. Oh, jeez. Oil on the chest. That ain't it, man. That ain't it. No, that's just. <laughs> Only oil we talking about is that chicken oil, that chicken grease. Yeah, right now Vic over there combing out his his chest hairs. He probably plucking those motherfuckers. He's like, that's a gray, that's a gray. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. My bad, Vic. I didn't mean to start off like this. It's always you though. It's always no, no, no. You know what it is? It's, uh, I said DB is a closet instigator. Yeah, I man. Promise you, he'd be over there in the background, just push, push a random buttons, but it'd be sounding intelligent and shit, so nobody when, catches it. When I no, I'll be catching it. When I sit down and I do the editing, and I hear some of the shit that he say, I'm like, this motherfucker really just threw some shade, and ain't nobody catch. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I do too. I just <laughs> the man has the art. Live a craft. Oh, Jesus. All right. So, um, so the topics that we're going to discuss today, just to kind of throw it up front, are going to be uh, parents allowing children to be fat, women initiating sex, and then we said work. Do you tell it like it is or do you get along to, to go along to get along? All right. So with that first topic, that topic being um, parents allowing children to be fat, that's actually one of um, that's, that's not what it, obese. It's not obese, but obese and fat are the same thing. But this is a... <laughs> This is a DBE's um, recommendation. So if he wants to start this off. Take it away. Yeah. So the topic is actually parents that allow their kids to be obese. Fat, yeah. Uh, although he's he's aligning them both and saying it's the same. I think um, obese is like you're clinically overweight, not living a healthy lifestyle. But I think it's attributed to like your parenting style, because, you know, you kind of can, can control at least your children's intake and such. And when I see kids that are not just, you know, a couple pounds overweight, but I'm like, if I see, let's just say kid that's about 10 years old and he's, I mean, upwards and we're like closing in on like 200 pounds or something like that, or, or maybe even a little less, you know, I'm about five ten, a buck 85. And when I see a kid that's significantly uh, younger than I am, but clearly either my same weight or more and shorter than me, um, 
I think I tend to kind of lean towards the parents and what it is that they're allowing that kid to do. I don't know. I don't know if, if that's something that, you know, parents should have a say in. I, well, let me not say I don't know. I, I believe you should be able to, especially if you see your kid not being healthy, um, because it could lead to a lot of health issues later on in life, if not right then and there. So I guess my question would be, if if, if, if the kid is already fat, I'm going to keep yep. using that term. I'm so, No, I'm not. If the kid's already fat or obese, right, then you technically already fucking failed. Like, you let... You let that little rotund motherfucker get that way, right? So you didn't identify it earlier and be like, "Look, let me, let me, let me stop the giving them snacks, or let's go work out together as a family." Like, like that, it, you don't just wake up and you like obese. Like it, it is a progression. One day you have one chin, the next day you got three. It, it take time, right? And I, well, and that's that's the question. So, or the question, or the the topic for debate is. Should parents, you know, like at what point do you get held accountable? And I'm not saying like no legal shit or nothing like that, but I'm just saying like, hey, like in your mind, shouldn't it click at some point? Like, all right, we need to start doing something. I'm, and I'm glad you said that because my question would be, would you be leaning to the side of um, allowing the child to have less snacks, more healthy snacks? Or would you be leaning to the side of, you know, you just got to get them more physically fit or, or, in, or in shape? Or is it a, a, com- a combination of all of those things? So I would say a combination of both. I mean, obviously, at that point, it's it's already he's obese. So, you know, we're looking at like not just his intake, but overall health. So I think some sort of like physical fitness and it doesn't have to be anything strenuous, but also limiting what they eat or just giving them better options. And I think it all boils down to what you actually have in your house at that point in time. I think think when you start talking about what you have in the house, um, at some point you got to consider the the parents' uh, financial ability to provide those better things to eat. Um, Right, right. Not not everybody is, is super well off or what have you, and they have areas in America which are called like food deserts, right? Or good mm-hmm. good food desert something like that but basically within a certain radius you all mm-hmm. you have all your choices are popeyes kfc bojangles taco bell you know mcdonald's what have you uh mm-hmm. and even the grocery stores don't always stock like fresh vegetables and fruits you know uh good cuts of meat so on and so forth um, so when you're looking at obesity i think i think i remember reading like obesity is something where your body fat uh, is above thirty percent. Okay. Well, then I'm then I'm obese. Fat, yeah. And and that obesity piece starts starts clicking in on other health issues, right? Um, diabetes, strokes, heart attacks, things like that, because of the the extra pressure, the extra amount of work that your heart has to do to get blood to all these areas. So, like holding the parents accountable is one thing. Teaching the children better nutritional health is one thing, uh, encouraging them to get out and play, get out and like run around the block, play hide and seek, whatever it is, um, to try and get their, their heart rate up and basically a cardiovascular exercise in so that they can burn more calories than they're taking in. Listen, I'm sorry. You Uh, said hide and go, you said hide and go seek. And for some reason I heard hide and go eat. So I'm sorry. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, to, to your so, point, though, so I think it so, and I and I understand that, like you know, you go out and you get some fast food and things like that. I'm just saying, you know, you can go without the ho hos, you know, 
you can go without the potato chips. You can go with certain things and not completely cutting everything out, but just cutting out some of the things that you might have easily accessible, especially if you're like not well off and you have parents that work all the time and you're in a situation where you're pretty much you as a child are home uh, by yourself a lot more often. So I'm not saying, you know, she got to pull a page out of Victor Moe's book and make some plings. But what I'm saying is certain things can just be lived without at the house itself. And maybe maybe instead of having a high sugary like cereal, for example, I'm looking over at the top of my fridge right now. You know, you can go without eating the Frosted Flakes and maybe eating some Cheerios. So so here's where we kind of like bridged off because we started off looking at the parents. But from that comment that you just made, it sounds like now you're verging to you know the actual child themselves making those better or more healthy choices and my opinion is unfortunately most children they want what they want and if it's something they like they're going to pick what they like over you know what's better for them and well, I, you don't think that that's taught absolutely it is taught but here's 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 the question right because i've been lucky enough to have Man, a, i don't know if it's taught <laughs> i don't know okay. if it's taught okay you're right but I, if, I, you, I, if, been, you, if you set out i'm just saying if you set out a a carrot and a Snickers bar, man, 10 out of 10, man, buddy's grabbing that Snickers bar. You yep. know what I'm saying? It's, it's yep. the sweet. It tastes good. It, it, there's a, a euphoric feeling almost when you're eating the Snickers bar vice a carrot. So, the thing uh, comes down to education. Um, because we, we could say we could provide healthier choices for the child to eat, right? It's up to the parents to, to keep whatever they're going to keep in the house in the house. But what I was saying earlier is a lot of times those healthier choices – are heavier on the pocketbook, right? So if you already know that your kid's going to be home for 30, 40 minutes before you get home, say after school or, or what have you, you want something there that's quick, easy, fast, doesn't require them to do much of any work, and just basically going to act as a pacifier until you can get home and make dinner or whatever the case is. So if the child understands better, healthier eating habits and understands nutritional value and things like that to some degree, it might help him make those better choices. But without that, man, kid, buddy's grabbing that Snickers bar every day. Hey, Diana, what were you going to say? I was going to say um, when uh, Vic Damone said uh, if you put, you know, whatever the enticing uh, set of candy or product, product that is good to them in front of them, they're going to choose the Snickers bar every time. I think it's a it's a combination of what is taught and what the kid likes. So we don't keep any candy in the house. Um, there are consistencies of goldfish crackers, you know, graham crackers, things that are still sweet that he likes, but aren't necessarily uh, candy. So I think it is what the kid prefers. Because I think if somebody said, "Hey, do you want a lollipop?" Uh, he probably would instantly say, yeah, I want the lollipop. But I think my kid also would go back and say, nah, it's okay. It's got sugar bugs in it. Let's not even get into it. But it's like it's got sugar bugs in it. I can't sugar eat bugs. Yeah, so again, that's I digress. Topic. But he thinks that there's sugar bugs in it. And he's like, oh, that's not good. Um, do you have anything else? So I think it is a taught habit because my son doesn't drink soda. It's just water. Uh, he eats uh, honey oak Cheerios. They're sweet, but still good. So I think it's a combination of a balance between the parents 
having um, just good habits versus um, what the economy is providing. I understand like there are a lot of places that don't, but you can still work within those, work within that realm to kind of create your own dietary needs. I think it's just a con uh, it needs to be a, a conscious effort in trying to. Now let's not get back to me because if I decided to, you know, put a mirror to myself, I would be following these same rules because I am not. I'm an adult. You know, if I decide I want my teeth to fall out, I'm gonna eat the entire bag of M and M's, hands down. But that's just me. But so that's I my think, concern. Yeah, that's my concern because I I've been lucky enough to have a good metabolism, so I can technically same. every time y'all see me, I eat cheeseburgers every day. Like I don't even think about healthy food. Like from I'm I'm still in shape, right? But yeah. but here's my concern for those parents that know that they don't have that ability of having a good metabolism, right? Mm -hmm. Are they informing their children, like giving them that knowledge to say, hey, we can't necessarily eat this way because if we do, this is how we turn out. And if so, then are they helping them with a workout regimen to keep them in line to be able to, you know, stay in a good shape or condition and not be obese? I think it's like you said, I, I think they're not not they're not well informed or at least they're informed, but they're just not wanting to make a conscious effort. And that may be I may be wrong. But I feel as though you're not going to be able to get your kids to be on a, a healthy track if you're not helping promote it. So, you know, if my son's, you know, drinking water, then, OK, let's all drink water or, hey, let's go out and go, you know, go for a run or, hey, let's go do something active to keep you moving, you know, get you out of the house. I think it has to be a conscious effort on the parents because the kid isn't going to figure it out. But I, like I said, Victor Mom's right. Like. I imagine if you put a Snickers bar in front of my kid and an apple, he's probably going to gravitate towards the Snickers bar. But I think he'll hear me in the back of his head, probably screaming at him like, don't eat that. That's got sugar bugs. The apple is better. I'm bugging out right now because you threatened this man with sugar bugs. And like, I'm like, he like, oh, he don't want to mess with that. I did. So he thinks that there are sugar bugs in, in candy. So he, he think he just doesn't. He doesn't make that a, a first option, but he also knows that if he asks for snacks that are healthy, he can have an unlimited supply of it. He can go in there and grab as many grapes. He can go in there and grab as many pineapples, mangoes, or whatever goldfish crackers uh, that he can eat in, a, in an amount of time. And then there's a block off period where it's like anything after five, you can't because it's almost dinner time. So again, it's, it's, a, it's a learned habit. Like, I didn't eat well as a kid. I ate whatever my parents told me was in the fridge. Uh, I just happened to have a really high metabolism, and it's worked out. However, if this goes away, I'm probably not going to make it. Like, so here's, here's another point that I got to, to DBE, though. What if it's not food? Like, what if, it's, what if you're seeing these, these children out there, um, and you're, like, making these judgments in your mind, but what if, what if it's not that they're obese because they're not eating right what if they just have some kind of medical condition that they can't right. control maybe they're just normally and i'm not i'm not sure if that's a, maybe they're just normally you know just larger i don't know because I've, I've known obese or people that you would say is physically obese that can technically outrun me and like no. they're they're not out of breath they're like nothing like hey man i got you uh, yes those are facts well as long as you don't call the kids big bonded we're gonna be all right <laughs> Yeah. And uh, um, hey, you know, sure. There's there's definitely clinical issues. You know, a uh, one shoe doesn't fit everybody in the situation. Yeah. But I think that uh, you know, like Dan was saying, 
the the options that you can provide, the information that you can provide. I don't necessarily know if I'm going to go with scare tactics because I don't want to. I don't want a 27-year-old talking about, no, I don't eat that. It's got sugar bugs on it, you know. What does people think that these bugs do? Uh, they look they look like his grandmother's teeth. I'm just saying she did that from smoking, but I put the two together, and I'm like, see what sugar bugs have caused your grandmother? She has false teeth. Like <laughs> That's horrible. That is horrible. Man. Mental <laughs> health. He going he gonna, to he gonna be in therapy. <laughs> I can't eat that. The sugar bugs gonna get me. Hey, look! It didn't help that the dentist agreed, and he's like, "Yeah, those those sugar." He's trying to explain to him, you know, the no. the, the no. etiquettes of you know brushing no. his teeth and flossing. And I just took on to it, and I was like, "All right, I like it." Nope, nope. Whatever happened? Whatever happened to just telling the kids the goddamn truth? My hey, man, he you like that, you gonna be obese. But I can't say that because he, this lineage that he has, this is a bunch of thin people, but. I can tell you right now that I am a uh, a unhealthy small person. I, I know this. Like I, I believe know, that uh, many <laughs> many doctors that I yeah absolutely you know body fat percentage is low, but I you know tinker with high cholesterol like it. So he's lucky to have that, but I don't want him to be growing up later on and not realize that yeah, mom's you know genetically thin but i still have other health problems like victim on described earlier so i'm trying to find a better way to to make sure that he doesn't end up like this so let's put that coin like what if what if he gets to be 13 and he Mm -hmm. realizes that mom was bullshitting him and ain't no such thing as no sugar bugs so now he's going all in every day candy candy. that's his thing you said what my husband said and so what we've done is i have incorporated letting him have certain things like at first it really was zero tolerance in this house you ain't eating sleep or breathing any of that crap in here but my husband's like eventually what's going to happen is he's going to become you which is you eat whatever you want anyways and then you know you completely like yeah he can be be smuggling sugar he can be smuggling sugar like it's cocaine Right, so now I've I've incorporated letting him have certain things like to a moderation so he knows like I can have a little bit of candy or whatever it is, but I need to brush my teeth right afterwards. So I'm working on that. Like I'm I I understand that so I if I can if I shelter him, he's I ain't even lie to you. That just reminded me of some shit I did when I was younger. Like I would uh, my mom would have like her like older, you know, friends like babysit me and I can remember them falling asleep and I would literally go downstairs in the kitchen and i would eat spoonfuls of sugar and shit and i remember my grandpa my grandpa used to have an old nyquil the squirt one like the green and red stuff and i would like squirt that and just eat it like just like it was like candy or some shit like i remember that (laughs) probably because somebody told me about some damn sugar bugs they might have got you they might have got you you. i think they got you they got me too but it's fine but yeah, but again, like I said, I'm learning how to incorporate, how, letting him have those those things because if I don't, then like Victor Moss said, when you put the snicker in front of him, he's probably gonna take it eventually. But he knows. I mean, I, one day we'll tell him about sugar bugs, just not now. Lies. I like that he drinks water. I like that he doesn't like soda or anything else. Like, I'm on board. All right. So if we don't have any additional comments on that, I'm a roll to. Um, Number nine, which was uh, at work, 
Um, do you tell it like it is, or do you go along to get along? What are your thoughts? Um, you know, as much as people want to say, oh, I'm this way all the way, or I'm that way all the way, that situation really is, is dependent for me. Um, yeah. I think some, some situations, like, I don't, I don't get any benefit. There's no productivity in the workflow or anything like that. If I just tell you, like, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Um, and in most cases for me, when I tell people what I think about their ideas, it usually only creates more work for me because then they want me to fix it. And I don't want to sit there and do that either. Sometimes I just take it and look at it and say, okay, uh, you know, you want me to use uh, chalk on this dry erase board? I'm, I'm just going to use chalk. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't affect it. Sometimes they need to see the outcome of a bad idea. Uh, and then and other times when I know, when I know the outcome of it is going to be not only painstaking to get there, not it's also not going to have the desired result. Then I'll get in and and uh, say, hey, look, check this out. This is what I think about this. This is why this could potentially be a better solution. Um, but basically try and open up the group for discussion on how to make whatever idea or de the desired end state uh, a better way to get there, if that makes sense. No, no it that would make sense. Makes sense. I mean, y'all work with me enough to know that I'm, I always try to keep pushing. Uh, if it's something that I don't wholeheartedly agree on, I'll keep, keep pushing that button and pissing people off until finally it's like, well, they're not going to change. Uh, so fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. Anymore. Um, and I say that uh, because there's instances at work where there, I am that person that's like, man, that's, that's fucking stupid. But I'm not the person that's like, that's stupid. I'm going to fix it. I'm just like, that's just fucking stupid. And I leave. And then they come back and ask me why I think it's stupid. And I'll tell them why it's fucking stupid. And they're like, you know what? That makes sense. I was like, all right, cool. But I ain't fixing it because it ain't my fuck up. So well, why not just saying. say it right in and there? Why not just say it's stupid and then tell Cause I'm, them? Because I'm because I'm lazy. Like I don't I don't want to fix somebody else's shit, and I don't want to sit here and talk you into circles about why something don't make sense. And I'll attempt. I will give you a really short answer attempt. Like, hey, that's stupid. This is why it's stupid because this, this, and this. And then when they come back, I'm like, well, hey, if you see it from this point of view and this, I'm like, all right, all right, cool. That was good talk. I'm out. That's, I guess that's, that's where I feel. I guess that's where I would feel at is I would probably end up taking it on just because it's like, okay, I, don't, I may tell you something I don't agree with. And then at that point, I wouldn't drop it. I would be like, and they would say, well, you know, won't we try doing, you know, this way or taking your idea and making it work. And I will somehow be bamboozled into doing said project. So I'm very bad about that for sure. But that's because I'm. Again, I want to see the good in everybody, so I, I guess I'm naive in that way. Like, okay, well, we, we can work on this together. You know, it's a group project, or you can help me put input. But I noticed uh, a lot more times than not that I'm usually the one who's there working super late on something, or I'm there super early, you know, working on something that wasn't originally, you know, my project to begin with. But I don't want, you know, whatever it is I'm working on, you know, to fail. And I'm glad you said that because, like, I am self-consciously aware of all the things in which I have to do that aren't getting done. And at no point in time am I going to jump out there and be like, oh, yep, let me help you with this. No, nah, man, I got 
three, four, five other things I got to do. And if I focus yeah. on this one thing, I'm going to drop those things. You're and I'll right, tell you I right do. now that we have a mutual associate that like I've handed him products that are like done. They're like hundred percent done. He's like, well, uh, I don't like this. So I'm going to change this, this, and this. And then he yes. changed it. He's like, you know what? I actually liked it better the way you had it before. So now I'm a dude. What the hell, man? Like you, I told you it was dumb for you to change in the first place. I spent an hour on it. You're probably going to spend an hour on it. Why didn't you just go with the, the finished product and submit it by saying you don't like it this way? So you want to make small changes that don't really help the, the, the product, but just right. it shapes it the way you would prefer it. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't think I would change the finished products of something. I think I get roped into people's ideas. And then somehow they ask for an opinion. And of course, you know, you try to give uh, the best version of what you think is going to work. And then it, I find myself later on, like, why am I doing this? Like, and now I'm upset. <laughs> I'm mad because I do have, a, you know, like you said, a bunch of projects to do. And so all of the stuff that I need to get done, it's like I have to kind of like triage them when really that, you know, item that I was supposed to be working on. I could have easily said, you know, that's a stupid idea or, you know, the the route you're going down isn't going to look like it's going to be successful. But then I don't do that and I end up being the one that's working on it. So people just manage to I become like too reliable. I don't know if that's a thing, but I become too reliable and a safety net for individuals. So I think it's situation dependent. Um, If I want to tell people that I don't like something but then it also comes off as that I'm just super mad and angry about it because I'm telling you I don't like something I don't know it's just a weird a weird scenario where it's like do I mention it and now I'm stuck doing it or I let you just kind of fall on your face and then I I told you so but then I end up having to circle back to it anyways because I get roped back in so I think it's interesting that you said people think you angry because I've got hit up like twice last week Hey man, why you look so sad? Are you sad? No, I'm not fucking sad. I just don't want to waste my goddamn energy on some bullshit. <laughs> I told you, don't make sense. You always look like you mad, though. Hey, so so we've been talking a lot about this, but uh, BB, how 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 you how? What's your view on this? I ain't, I haven't heard from you much. Me either. So, first of all, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes. Mic check one two. Cool. One two one two. So I think. Um, to Vic's point and to DeMarcus's point where he said, you know, you don't want to create more work for yourself. That is 100% factual because that's something that always tends to always happen when you, you know, when you identify something in the process is either, you know, not smart or just not the right route to take. But a sense of us, or at least a majority of us, I would think, and I deal with this pretty constantly, we don't want to see that entity fail and I'm not talking about the individual who has to take care of that uh, individual side of the project, but I'm talking about the overall project that we're working on. So I, I have an instance at work where um, one of my coworkers never does his, his part uh, administratively. I'm not talking about physically, but I'm talking about like the administrative processes that go into what we need to do for our plan. And it, and it is always identified, even up until yesterday, actually, it was even identified. Um, and what, it, what tends to happen is one of one, me or my other colleague tend to pick up the slack. But then I see it as, are we really helping this guy out? 
or at this point, is he just taking advantage of us because he knows that at the 11th hour, someone's going to pick up his slack and it's going to get completed? I'm going with uh, that second one, that, uh, that, that somebody else is going to do that shit for him. That's why I don't fuck with people like that. Like, I ain't doing shit. Fuck you. And I promise you, I know uh, Miss Dirt Tree knows exactly what I'm talking about because we've had some long conversations on this, but it it gets to the point right now, I guess, I, and I don't know if maybe my give a fuck has just been out the window or maybe just because, you know, I got this work trip coming up, but um, when when I come back, this project that we're working on is, is going to be going on it's essentially right when i get back so i think at this point in my mind i'm like hey if if he does what he needs to do cool good for him uh but at the same time if he doesn't then maybe you know my superior can kind of see where the ball has been getting dropped and maybe you know maybe some maybe not a repercussion but maybe some sort of a, a talk to like hey man like like what are you doing like, why is this not getting done? So here's my question. Do you do you all feel like you have that option to say no and to not help people? Or do you guys feel like you have to be in there, like, providing a service or, or assisting, the like, the whole picture or the bigger picture? So I think particularly in what we do, as a, as a, especially, I'm talking directly in our jobs and being vague, but if one person in, in our department fails to do something it's an overall your guys's function fail yeah not just oh well that guy didn't do that part no it gets skylined as the whole yeah, that, team yes so oh, whole, oh no yeah. i haven't experienced that yet i ain't there yeah, yeah it's, the whole it's, it's your it's your out. favorite part of our department uh that the high you know the, the things you used I'm, to tell I'm, your your students that you really hated I'm just saying I'm not there yet. Like literally, I, literally, I have been to places where I say, "Hey, not my fucking problem." How about you go talk to fucking Merv and tell that bitch to do his goddamn job? And they just look at me mm-hmm. like it's cool. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know his lane. I don't care to learn it. Make that motherfucker do his job." Right, and and I think it just it goes down to you. So I guess it goes down to like you start seeing like the overall repercussions of if that is yes. done. You see the trickle down effect. Oh, eventually, yeah, yes, exactly. I agree. And I, yeah, but y'all pretty, the it two of you have already identified that if you play super save a hoe every fucking time, no one's getting held accountable and the job syndrome, still gets done. It's Stockholm syndrome. No one's saying we're not, we don't, we identify that we've lost our minds. Like, we're not saying we don't see the red flags. We're saying we see the red flags, we can avoid them, but the flags are going to come back. Like, we, it, it, I don't know. It just really sucks. <laughs> it just really sucks because um, even if you've, even if you're like the bigger person and you're like, "Hey, man," or "Hey, you know," can can you need to do X, Y, and Z, and you go through that process and it's still not getting done, but then at the same time the job still needs to get done. So, what route do you take? You tell them like it is. Or you just say, you know what, zip it. I think we all know what I would do. Correct. No, and, and, and flip it, lock away the key. Flip I think knowing knowing what you would do, um, I don't disagree with what you would say. Probably eighty five percent of the time, um, but I think it's it's being able to follow through with what your idea is. Obviously, that other person had no idea where you would be coming from, or didn't think the way you were thinking. 
And that's why they came up with their idea. Right. So I think it's worth a 10 minute conversation with the group to say, this is how I came to this conclusion. This, this is what brought me to this thought. And when you can do that, then you can start to open the minds of the people around you, especially so, if they're, they're talking about something in your lane. Now, so please, please don't think that I wouldn't have that conversation because ideally those conversations for us, for what we do, those conversations have to happen first, like first, like the first thing that happens is a talk and then we can kind of branch out and do what we need to do. Some people just come off hostile when you even talk to them to begin with, though, too. Like, I just get bad feng shui from individuals altogether. So I'm like, it, I, why even go and put myself in a situation where I know this person is a combatant person with the simple man complex is. So why am I even wasting my breath? So, so because, because like Vic said, you, you have to, because if they if they get off that beaten path, like they didn't have any real guidance to start with. They just kind of did their own thing. And now you have to kind of bring them back. Into the fold, but then you're, you're the reliable one that has to constantly fix it, though. I mean, I don't know. I haven't found a happy balance to any of this shit. I mean, I'm no. burn my work down some days. So at this point, I don't know. It's like you, sometimes you need them to, to fall on their face for them to realize, like, okay, <clears throat> I probably have hinted it a, a long time ago, like we should try to do it this way, and you just said no. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. You just held on to it. I think a lot of people just fake it till they make it, man. You know what I mean? Like, that is fat. No, no, no. Like, I'm telling you, and I'm not going to sit here and say, at least in my particular lane of work, that, you know, I'm the best that ever did it. Absolutely not. There's always room for to, to learn, to improve, things like that. But at least where I'm currently sitting, I pretty much have a grasp on what needs to get done. I kind of forecast everything that needs to get done. I know what I need to do to my left and to my right. But I think when we culminate and come together, um, that's where we're lacking or maybe two, you know, a, a team of three. Right. So mm -hmm. two out of the three are on the same page or sometimes even one out of the three of us are on the same page. But we're able to walk the other guy on target. Right. Um, right. And get so y'all y'all go along to get along. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a go along to get along because I still don't like them. Oh, damn. I mean, you don't got like you don't got to like that person, but you are going along with the status quo to get the mission accomplished, so everyone's successful, even though a portion of that group isn't doing their half. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on your take of get along. To me, it's in the more of a sense of you know keeping a copacetic relationship, and so I guess that's how I see getting along with an individual. No, we just x you out all together. Okay. Like, all right, your name is. You're just a you're just a bumper sticker. You're just a part of it. Like we're we're gonna the two out of the three are gonna figure it out, and then we're gonna go about our day, because eventually what's gonna happen is that's gonna become an ankle weight, and that ankle weight's gonna weigh you down, and so I think that's where you sometimes have to like you take the two out of three and say we're gonna continue to move forward. So I guess that's how I see it. But if you're saying the respect of getting along for the sake of the project, then yes. If somebody suck, I want people to know they suck. Well, that's the, that's the thing. So I tell, you know, I, I do say this. It's not that I don't, but I feel like every approach that's been taken, it just, I get the same end state. Yeah. No, so, I, and, I, and I don't disagree with that, but what I'm saying is, 
for us to say that they suck is cool, right? I don't necessarily care about that. I'm not going to tell you you suck every day just to kind of make you feel bad. Yeah. I want my super supervisor, I want my boss or our boss to tell you that you suck I and to get the hell out of here because you're not doing anything to help anybody. And then I want them to stop their progression in the corporation so I don't have to worry about them you know, coming up and meeting me at a higher level later on in the fucking future. No, just bro, tell the you know, when you meet them all way, you're like, damn, Bill, oh man, you work here still. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's I'm like, Bill, you should leave the building, motherfucker. Security coming, leave the building. Just get the fuck all the way out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, bro. So, so I get from, from, from the topic's perspective, do I tell people how it is? I do. Um, but at the same time, I also realize that there is some sort of job that we need to make follow yeah. through all the way yeah. in every stage of, of, of it. Yes, sir. Process. Yeah, it makes sense. Yes, sir. Vic, you had anything I'm else? You still here? Sultry, oh, no, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, I just, I just, I look at it as is. Like how you mentioned earlier, you know, there's a talk session of beforehand opinions mm -hmm. all day long. We get to the actual area where you want to. You want to be Mr. CEO and you want to brief the company on what's going to happen next. Go if on, you're going to go a different way from what I already recommended, hey, all I'm here to do is provide my opinion and my recommendation. I'm not here to set policies or make decisions. I'm going to let you ride with what all you I got. I still get a check at the end of the day. That's I it. I get a That's check it. that they're not taking out my social security. So you're right. I get a full check. I won. They gave me my money. <laughs> That's it. All right. Anybody got any closing statements on that topic? No, sir. No, sir. All right. Well, then we're going to move on um, to this last and final topic, oh, which appears to be, and this mm. might be one of interest. Mm, I don't know. Um, women initiating sex. And there's only one woman in this group. So uh, I'm going to let you start this off. Well, one, I don't even know if we can consider me a part of the crowd of just women as a whole because uh, uh, I'm going to 100% initiate. I'm going to do what I want to do. You're a predator. That's, yeah, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about right there. Like, he has to not worry. It's fine. We, it's, it's not hard. I, I would dress up. We can pretend so, strangers, bushes. You, you, you want to so here's my question. <laughs> Is there is there a hard approach and a soft approach, and what is more common? Probably a soft approach. I don't think you got to come out of your bedroom with you know nine tails <laughs> in your living room, you know, as he walks through the door, and you're you know you as he walks in, you smack him with the nine tail. You're like, let's go. Like I feel like you know a soft approach is usually a better approach, you know like touch on the arm or hey let's go upstairs i don't know you, i'm i'm unorthodox so i probably am not the person to ask these questions to i mean so here's the question have have those soft approaches ever not like resonated like never been like oh i i, I see what she's trying to do here yeah, some of those soft approaches have. Like, I went to bed one day, uh, full lingerie, and he didn't even realize I was wearing his order to sleep. I don't know. So, Damn. So, so, so I guess, yeah. So some of the soft approaches don't work, and sometimes you have to step it up a notch. I mean, it all depends on your situation, though, too, and, and how often you guys communicate about that type of stuff. And if it's not something you communicate about, then, you know, it's just going to be awkward. Just be in there yelling pineapples. 
I mean, not pineapples, more like. I mean, it would have the safe where it is. I'm just, I'm, I seen that in the movie somewhere. <laughs> I, I think yeah. a lot of it is going to come down to the, like you said, Anna, the, the communication that's there, the level of communication you have. Yeah. I, I think deeper than that, it's going to come down to the individual's uh, level of self confidence and their personal, like, them conquering their insecurities. Right. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. maybe, maybe the significant other on either side of the table really, um, really wants to do something, but in the back of their mind, they're afraid of, of some form of rejection. They're they're afraid of uh, of, of whatever that thing is that's going to be that's going to be a, a letdown for them. And so, some people will avoid that by not even trying, not even starting yeah. it up. They don't even want the confrontation with it, and you're right. It absolutely. Well, what the hell? Is. How long are these relationships? Are these new relationships or what? Because I, what the fuck? <laughs> Brother, uh, like, I, I, I was. Nah, man. I'm married. I've been in the game for a little bit. Like, I'm over, I'm over fucking expectations. Listen, you got what you got. You didn't have the same thing for fucking 12 years. Let's get in here. I mean, not exactly the same thing, but I'm not like nervous. I'm not gonna be like, hey, well, can I please? Um, you don't, but you, know. you don't know if that, if for that situation, if she may feel like I'm not feeling sexy today or, you know, I'm just not feeling myself the way I, it, it can happen. It can happen. If you have standards, you're only holding yourself back. What'd you say? So if you have expectations and standards, you're only holding yourself back. Yeah. Oh, that's set, set, them, set them low and then go, huh? Hey, <laughs> an old friend of mine used to say, he's like, you rather have one dime or 10 pennies? Ten pennies. Please explain that to me because I'm not kidding. What kind of old pimps do you be talking to, bro? Like, who the fuck? Who are these pimps? Hey, that goes along. That goes along with them fifty dollar prostitutes. I'm not. So one. We done. One, we done here. One, one dime, one penny, or nine dimes? No, no, no. One, one, dime, one dime or ten pennies. They stay all. They all equal the same amount of change, but you got to juggle a couple more with the pennies. <laughs> I ain't got the energy for that. No, I, I, I think it's uh, the expectation management, the uh, and then the, the self confidence of the individual. Uh, I think, as a blanket statement across the board, I think women are more uh, self conscious and insecure than men are when it yes. comes to their bodies and their sexuality and and how they want to express that. And well, I think that. What's that? Said it doesn't help when you see all the all the Instagram models, you know, all these, you know, super, you know, jacked up, sucked, tucked, add in the rest, right? Hey, look, <laughs> listen, you gotta just, you just gotta be you, right? All right, I know I'm not the sexiest man in the world. I know I don't got a six pack of abs, but hey, hey, you can spray I can still all. do a crunch. I can still do a crunch. <laughs> Yep. Right. Go ahead, right. Victor. Bo, you finish your thought. I'm sorry. Uh, all I'm saying is, is uh, I think it, I think if that's something that, on either side of the table, meaning male or female, if that's something that you would like to bring out, it starts with that communication. But then you mm -hmm. need to encourage and you need to try and and help your partner build up that self esteem and that confidence level. Because uh, yeah. you, you'd be surprised at what some people are extremely confident and they will go way out of their way to do something you had no idea that they would be willing to do or that they could do. But mm -hmm. 
it takes just a little nudge or a little push yeah. in the right direction. Or a little suggestion, yep. yep. Hey, get that hey, hey, listen, listen. No means no. No, that's not how that works. Yeah, I thought no means yes. Yeah. No, not anymore. Not, not, no means no. You got to get consent. I think we. I think I saw something uh, back in the day. It was like a fraternity in Ohio, and it, they were like. See, you say back in the day, you're already wrong. No, no, this no. Is no. New America. This is this is like maybe like five years ago, and they were chanting. They actually made the news because they were chanting. No means yes. Yes means anal. Right there. That's when you go to prison. <laughs> I mean, if he's down for it, cool. I mean, that's and guess what? When you said no, when you say no in in prison, you just said it means anal. So you got it. But no, to to Vix, to Mr. Damone's point, um, it is it is all about the confidence of the other individual, no matter what side it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got to find a way as a partner to, I mean, some somehow boost the confidence of your significant other, or or find a way to meet in the middle. Um, because I mean, on, on a serious note, you know, like people people do self-conscious about themselves and they have self-esteem and things of that nature but you know to to demarcus's point you know i know i'm not no the sexiest man alive either over here but you know what at the end of the day you chose me so we're gonna make this thing happen so i'm trying to break hey, so listen if i'm trying to break your pelvis that's what i'm trying to do okay so listen um i'll let y'all go on with this for a minute but i really didn't finish what the topic was the topic was actually women initiating sex was too subtle was too aggressive because the conversation was that a lot, i guess a lot of women um say that us as men don't get the hint um and then they go to bed upset without you know what they need and then sometimes if they're too aggressive we be like well, wait what the fuck is going on right now you ain't just be you can just be grabbing on me like you know what i'm saying so yeah. that was the topic but it's the same thing I said, like, I, do I, am I waiting at home with a nine tails at the door? Like, he walks in and I smack, you know, I don't know. It all depends on that conversation. That's too aggressive. That's not aggressive. That's too aggressive. Are you, are you, are you talking about a dust thing, the little dusters? No, man, cat of nine tails, brother. That's a, that's a whip with nine lashes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> None of us knew, like, well, two of us didn't know what that was until y'all just said that. Well, you know hey, what I'm saying? man. So listen, 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 listen. That, that is way um, too aggressive. <laughs> the, the nine tails. Um, yeah, Vic's I had this I, in the past, by the way. I think I think when you <laughs> when you walk through the door, um, I think a, a different way to get what you want out of that might be a note that says, xyz you know something along the lines of like there's a position you need to fill right now right, right. like you're but it's a, it's a spoken conversation so you but you, something but you don't need you don't you don't need if you if you walk through the door and she holding the nine tails you know what's up yeah, like it's good cute. It's, it's no, 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 no. If I walk through the door and I get hit in the face, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm, that's why you know your zone. Goodness. Well, first of all, she shouldn't be aiming for the face. Yeah. Right? You never know. You never know. No. Well, there are points. Well, what, what, what if she's inexperienced with this nine tails and this completely fucked up? Listen, it don't matter how unexperienced you are. You ain't hitting people in the face. I slap her in the face. She's going to be mad, right? She's going to be mad. <laughs> now, 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 you're going to say you're going to say that, right? But uh-huh. you're okay with having your hand around somebody's neck, too, aren't you? Right. I am. I 100% right. am. I ain't going to lie. So, so the, the difference is going to be dependent on the individual. Absolutely. But, uh, it's, but I, it's I, 
I think it's all about, it's all about that pain tolerance. You just yeah, say, don't I, get it, uh, don't spring it on me. That's is that what you're going with? I, just don't spring it on me. Got it. Yeah, just sprinkle it on me. What? Don't yeah, spring it. Don't spring. Don't, don't make it a. Oh, okay. Don't make just it a sprinkle it on me. Like, like golden shine. Oh. Um. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I, I, I think if if you're feeling like you're not, uh, if your message isn't being heard, yeah, then then yeah, you're you're at a too subtle point. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, it's it's as little as a whisper. You know, you you tell me that you want me, and you you ain't got to do nothing else. I promise that. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you what's too aggressive for me. I'm gonna tell you what's too aggressive yeah, for me. If I'm I'm in the bathroom and I'm pissing, and you roll up behind me and you grab my dick and my my drizzle go all over the place. That's too aggressive. Yeah. Calm down. What? That is first. That's way off the spectrum right now, man. No, it's not. That's too aggressive. Like, I'm just he's telling talking you. like this happened like ten minutes ago. You are not, don't worry about that. You worry about that. Ill gross because I did not want to picture that. But you told it so subtly that I had no option but to walk through your whole process of what you just said. That's not. Yeah, it was an image. It was a visual image. I think. I think the majority of what we said earlier on the on what we thought the topic was still applies here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, communication does. comprehension. Uh, are going to be keys in this. Uh, understanding understanding what your partner does and doesn't pick up. Uh, and then, hey, like you said earlier, uh, pineapples, right? Like, what are the what are the stickles uh, or uh, things? Yeah, safety word. Right, those are safety. Yeah, I understand how you meant it. But what I'm saying is, like, what are the what are the keywords or what are the things I should pick up on if you are attempting to be more aggressive, right? Like, right. if you have a shy partner. And they're they're wanting to help break themselves out of that shell, you know. Like, is there is there a phrase or is there a something that you can say that doesn't make right. you feel too too um, yeah, too open? Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I think over time we should we should probably be better at um, reading body language or, or just like those subtle hints. But honestly, we we get busy throughout the day and and, and we come home we're tired we want to eat. We don't see the things that we, we should be seeing right. sometimes. And I think that's the case. But it also is is that asking your partner about what it is that they want and being okay with whatever you thought you were doing, which is probably Do you want this girl? Uh, in your mind, you thinking it's a nine, but it's a two to her. <clears throat> asking her or him, you know, hey, is this, you know, is this what you want? You know, is this what you're looking for? You can kind of discuss it beforehand. Y'all can map out a plan. We map out plans all the time. You you talk about it. And as long as you, you make it a comfortable situation, you can gradually get to a point where you guys have those cues to know. But I it'll think it will it'll, it'll always be another her, not another him. Oh, what shoot. What the hell? I don't know. That's the whole pimp Oh, oh that's not the direction you were going with this direction? Oh, I mean, I, it's, to me, I think it more the, the more hands in the room, that's that's good for them. They can be with All right, y'all going deep. Y'all going too deep. I, I think I think uh, and Vic said something and it kind of stuck with me. But he said, just knowing your partner, and no, and then you also said, uh, Dirtry, you said, like knowing what they like and don't like. But I think as we get old, as we get older, as we get older, we tend to kind of let our lives kind of take control, like like the normal. I literally just fucking said that shit. Right. I was going to tie you into this, but, you know, obviously you couldn't. I was waiting for it. You already gave the other two a shout out. You know, this was one of those last but not least 
kind of moment. Well, it's too late now, like, yeah, brother. It's too late now. That you just completely like dead it in the water. So, yeah. But, but, oh, but I think we, when we get older, we just kind of forget. We, we, we kind of get away from like the whole intimacy thing. Yeah. And I think it's more lean towards like, well, I got these needs and I need them fulfilled. But it's not really like sensual. No, it is not. And the moments, I think the moments come and go, obviously. Yeah, and I, I think um, we just missed there, the time. There some when where you're younger, you just, let's do this. I mean, unless you're like Vic Damone, where you just, it's, it's ready. At the yeah. but all the, all, all the time. But all these, all these, you know, all 17 of these kids in this motherfucker, I can't wait for them to go. Cause well, that's your first problem. You had too much You had too much consent. We call, we, we, we call it that Latino heat. Yeah, that's yeah. Now yeah. you you rolling around with a bunch of heat, so yeah. you may want to. Well, what's up with you in the bushes? I'm pretty sure that's the 17th time I've heard you say bushes. I mean, if you, you want to call <laughs> mistakes, if you want to call mistakes heat, then go for it. Oh, now, oh. oh, don't call them mistakes, man. They little, they little, your little bambinos, you know. That's Italian, your, man. Your bambinos. That's Italian. It is not. It is not Latino. <laughs> You know what I mean? But but not nah, but but on a serious note, I think it's it, it's kind of lost, um, and it's just due to your normal normalcies of like everything that you do, and you get home tired, like Demarcus said. But I think you, I think it's very healthy that you you do have like some sort of like you know spicing up level every every so often. Again, I one hundred percent understand. What what our Bundy's mentality was when he went home? Now, like he just, I just want to chill, man. You've been selling shoes all day. Just sit down and, and chill, drink a beer. Yeah, but that sit down, drink a beer turns into one day, two days, three. Nobody got time for that, no sir. I had Peggy sitting at home. I give her that work. Yeah, if she make a meal, if she make a meal, she get that work. Oh, so you 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 into the girls with the red heads and the cigarettes, huh? Okay, <laughs> we got you. Hey, I I don't know if I'm gonna take how many uh, little suggestions from you though, man. Are you talking about sugar booger monsters and? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. (laughs) So, I heard I'm pretty. I've I've heard you say you like to spice it up, and you mentioned bushes about sixteen, seventeen times. Uh, You came at him with the cat of nine tails. This, um, you know, if he wants a redhead, let him get it. You know, they soulless. They trying to they trying to get a soul. Uh, he is redhead. Thank you very much. Oh, shoot. so <laughs> I'm living both worlds. I'm good. Look, at this point, whatever's gonna satisfy his needs, that's what I'm here for. Damn. We'll make it work. That's a, that is an impressive answer. I like it. <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> might I might have to slide you uh, someone's phone number later. Not at all. You're not getting me in trouble. <laughs> You're not doing that, no sir. <laughs> <laughs> you try to get us both shot? No, sir. You keep that on over there. You just better figure out your love language. Hey, man. We got those cues. That's true, actually, yeah. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Okay. Because then you can just be more expressive in everything that you do. Or as light or as raunchy. It's all up to you. It is literally the conversation to be had. Okay. If we don't have anything additional... I mean, do you, Demarcus? Yeah, you've been, you've been pretty quiet over there, man. Yeah, you have. I ain't, I ain't got nothing. You don't none. sound very comfortable. I'm just hanging out today. I'm literally just hanging out. I'm sober. Did you want a congratulations or an applause for that? I mean, you want to 
<laughs> it was quiet for a minute. Like, are we supposed to be happy about I mean, I was waiting for something. And nobody said nothing. Nobody said nothing. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm sober. And then I said, I said, well, welcome, Demarcus. We're three days sober as well. Like, come on. You got your coin. I ain't getting no coin. No, see, your cues about things like, like your transitions, your transitions are great, but but you over here talking, you're a mess. I can't with you. I can't with you. All right, but yeah, so if that is it, which I think it is, mm-hmm. we will close this one out. Talk seven, and we covered parents allowing children to be obese. Fat. We covered at work. Do you tell it like it is, or do you go along to get along? And lastly, we covered women initiating sex. What's too subtle and what's too aggressive? Nine tails. That's crazy. I don't even. I can't even do it. We are still planning to kick off the what, Halloween or Thought-O-Ween cast oh, on the 28th. Wait. I'm excited about this. All right. We're going to go live with videos, with costumes, masks, and we're going to we're gonna talk some, some shit about some, some scary movies and some not-so-scary movies. I realized after going through some of the horror movies that there's family Halloween movies that we should probably address as well. So, again, I may or may not have a clown mask oh only because I know a couple people in here ain't with it. But we will see. If you show up with a clown mask. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to have to, yeah. I don't know. That's it. That's it. You're going to be fine. Just turn off the camera or something. I don't know. Don't look at the screen. Nah, right. You got that black background now getting ready for it. So you can't wear it. Your, your yeah. mask can't be that dark. Then we won't be I'm decorated. Oh, my gosh. Listen. You go, oh, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. Sounds very uh, rapey-ish what you just said. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. 100% rapey-ish. First of all, I can't, I can't take any of y'all serious. One of y'all was talking about like a non tail, and I, I'm out. I'm out. Right? Hey, hey, Mrs. De- Mrs. Black, if you're listening, go ahead and get one. But you no, you better go to hell. As soon as I get hit, I'm gonna yell and I'm calling the police. I hear him yelling loud as hell too. <laughs> I'm like, we're not, we're not doing that up in here. Pineapples, apples, fucking oranges. We done. We done. Speaking of which, I appreciate y'all showing up. Thanks for listening. This is Vic Damone. Hey, man. Listen, I ain't closed the shit out yet, so you can't be doing that. You just did. You just did. Anyway, anyway, this is Demarcus Black signing out. This is Diana Dirtree. Until next God, next time, guys, thank you so much. It's still Vic Damone, and I still appreciate y'all for showing up. Appreciate it. This is DB. Thank you for coming. <laughs>